coming up this week, House of Blues announces a closure date, a Good Samaritan cast member goes viral on social media, and forget about those bulldozers you've been hearing the last month, Disney breaks ground on Star Wars Land! Plus, later, with Mother's Day coming up, Nancy sets aside the kids' segments with a look at how to make Mom happy at Disneyland. All that coming up next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 567, for the week of April 17th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jamalata Willie. Hello! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. And Tony Spital. Hello. Uh, how was everyone's week, folks? Great. Good, good, good. A lot of yeah. catching up. Yeah. Uh, are, are you two completely recovered? Tom and Michael? Nah, from yeah, yeah, I think finally, yeah. Except then I went camping with Cub Scouts this weekend, so. <sighs> just, yeah. just a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, Tom, yeah. I mean, Michael kind of followed along because you had your hands in the dirt too michael from what i saw oh yeah yeah i was working on a garden project today in the early morning <laughs> um just to follow up on what i talked about in the intro um disney released a cool 360 video this weekend or this week of the star wars land construction area and announced that star that construction has begun of course you know the been doing construction at Disneyland or land clearing at least for the last what a uh, year? No, not year, but since the beginning of the year. So um, I think announcing that construction is happening is kind of a little late. Uh, any housekeeping? Is it going to be one of those shows no, that we get well, done in twenty minutes? Well, I have a, a couple of things. <clears throat> okay, go ahead, Michael. Well, one is uh, you know yesterday was Record Store Day. Did did anyone go to that? No, what it, well, I don't even know what it is. Oh, it's a day when a lot of, uh, I guess, record companies and stuff, they release special editions of okay. records to, uh, vinyl records to, oh independent, to independent record stores. And I went because Disney participates in this, and they released three uh, records. They released the soundtrack for uh, uh, the Skeleton Dance, the Silly Symphony Skeleton Dance. Uh-huh was on one side and it was like a picture disc and then on the other side it was the the soundtrack to three little pigs and then they released a picture disc of star wars uh the most recent film and then the one that i did not get unfortunately was a record of uh, it was called disney favorites the only drawback is that they only have like two you know, in a record, you know, in each record shop, because for instance, the Disney favorites, it is, there's, it's a limited edition of 5,000 worldwide. And I don't know why they do that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but uh, we have one independent record store. We have one record store in our town and they ended up in our area having the best selection. So I went the day before because I wanted to make sure they had the Disney ones. 
And then they also, Crosley was releasing a little uh, Disney turntable that looked, it was like a little throwback to the oh, classic cool. turntables, but it had all the the uh, bells and whistles, you know, it was like stereophonic speakers. It has, you know, in the back, it has all the little input and output jacks, you know, of more modern uh, turntables, but it looks like it was made in the 50s. And it was only like $109, but it was already on sale in our record shop. So I also got that as well. Hmm. So it was fun, but it was like, it was crazy. People were lined up, I don't know, an hour and a half or something early. Carol Carol got in line for me at 8.20 or so. And then I went and joined her. And because I was, I was dealing with cats and animals and stuff like that. And then, and then, um, it, then it was just people just rushed into the store and it was like, it was crazy as everybody's just going through stuff, looking for all of their different, um, the day after Thanksgiving. Records. Yeah. It was Black like Friday, that yeah. because they didn't have that many things and, and, and they only had it like on one table in boxes and everybody had to go around and look for stuff. So, um, how did you crazy. hear about it, Michael? It was advertised like on Facebook and and things like that. So that's where I saw it, and and a couple of places, uh, I don't know, like other blogs had reviewed. I guess they'd gotten an advance uh, copy of or an advance. Somehow they got the turntable, so they did a little review of it, and um, Disney even released a little like fifteen second cutesy video of like you know a mother getting the little bambi read-along book and putting it on Mm -hmm. the um the the turntable and reading it to the daughter and all that kind of stuff so anyway so so there so that was neat and then i went yesterday so anyway this is every this uh, record store day is like at this time every year on a saturday so you might want to watch out for it because they they have all every genre of music they have limited release albums and um and vinyl's really making a comeback so it's amazing what are you gonna come back as what decoration no no people are people are buying um yeah yeah they're buying record players yeah didn't you notice that at D23, they had, you know, that was the first time i'd seen a really extensive collection of disney music introduced on vinyl Mm mm-hmm Oh, I and, and didn't that, even notice it. Yeah, and that silly symphony collection has already gone down fifty dollars. Woohoo! But I think it was like, well, it was. I think it was around three hundred dollars. Yeah, it was really super expensive at, yeah, the, at the expo. Yeah, and now it's down to two fifty. Woohoo! Unless you bought it at three hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I Sorry. did not. But um, anyway, and then yesterday I went to the Walt Disney Family Museum. It was a spectacular presentation one of the best this is one uh, tom just note this because i'll forget when we do our (laughs) end of the year wrap-up this is one i'll talk about it was it was it was marty sklar and he and he was hosting um sparking a career as a disney imagineer so i assumed it was going to be on his book since that's pretty close to the title of his latest book and we knew that he was going to host uh, several Imagineers, and they were going to talk about like how to become an Imagineer. I mean, that's what it said. That was the write-up. Well, it ended up be talking all about the international parks. And the guests they had, they had um, Frank Stanek, who he did um, uh, many, many things, but he opened uh, 
mainly Tokyo Disneyland was his baby. So he talked a lot about that. And and then they had Tony Baxter, who was mm. there, which I wish I knew because I had a lot of stuff for him not a guy. And he was there, and he he talked about Disneyland Paris. And they had Tom Morris, who what well, he for instance he was one of the designers of Radio Springs Racers, and he uh, he opened um, Hong Kong Disneyland. He was one of the designers behind that. And then and then who was not sitting on stage. But came up at the end, and and it turned out I was sitting two seats away from him, but I didn't see him. Bob Weiss, who is the president of Walt Disney Imagineering, and he talked all about Shanghai Disneyland, and 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 then we had on top of all that, we saw all these videos on all the parks and how they were created, and all these funny little stories about them, and uh, and. Um, and then even Shanghai, we really got some good behind the scenes uh, um, video of Shanghai and the construction and what the lands are looking like. Like they did last week, they did the test for the fireworks and the, he, we saw the video of that. But then Marty Sklar said, well, you know what, we're going to talk to the Shanghai team. And I thought, oh, this is just going to be a video. We had a live link to Shanghai. Nice. The, oh my gosh, that's so cool. It was. And we were able to ask them questions. And, you know, we were able, and, and they had, you know, the, the, the head of the project team. They had the person that was responsible for, basically, they have had to, in, in China, they have had to let people know, tell them all about Disney and what it was. Because apparently in 1938, Snow White was released in in China. And then there was nothing until again, relationships improved. And now they've seen the more recent films. They know of nothing in between. So they, they started basically a wonderful world of Disney television show that um, is monthly. And it was just right out of Walt's playbook. It was all about, it was hosted by someone who's well known there. um, I think Tom Chang was his name. And he would host it exactly the way Walt did. And that's how they introduced our classic films and our characters and also would show them the building of the park. And it, I mean, it was really, really cool. And, and then they also then had the person that talked about how they brought the American elements into China and then applied the Chinese culture into the park. And, and then they had, then there was this one person who did this gorgeous concept art. I hope there's an art of or something of, of Shanghai Disneyland. The way they did, uh, Jeff Curdy did the art of Disneyland and art of Disney World. There needs to be an art of Shanghai book. And anyway, so, uh, it, it, it was really spectacular. And then they, anyway, this, all of these parks all have wonderful things about them. Tom Morrison said, cause you know, Hong Kong, Unfortunately, I always thought this, it was sort of a cop-out. It's basically a copy of our Disneyland. And, but, but what's neat is they even have some of the original things that uh, we no longer have. Like they have the global van lines. You know, building is still there. Uh, they have the Tahitian Terrace when it was counter service. And, uh, you know, so they, they, they have a few other little things like that that we have. And then they, but he said what well, it was really eerie because it, seeing it 
built, it was as if they were back in 1955 seeing the original Disneyland built. And so he had photos of um, Hong Kong Disneyland being built. Then he turned them black and white. And then he had, then he brought up photos of Disneyland being built and they looked identical. And then you know how they have that, uh, that there's that famous photo of Walt on Main Street and he has his hands in his pocket and he's watching a worker um, who's like, it looks like he's working on the trolley tracks. Yeah. And they superimposed that over Hong Kong Disneyland and it almost was exact. I mean, it was really, it was really interesting. And then they went around. That is so cool. It was. And then, and then people asked questions and they went around and they asked everybody, what is your favorite park? They asked all the, all these, I mean, these were really luminaries and they all said Disneyland and, and for various reasons. And then of course the parks that they were responsible for was their second one. And Mar- you know how we always talk about how Disneyland, there, there's something special about it. There's something intangible. And I thought Marty Scalar uh, really summed it up uh, as best I've heard anybody say it. And basically, and this is sort of paraphrasing, he said Disneyland is his favorite park because it's the only park Walt walked in, which, you know, yeah, we all know that. Um, it has a charm because it's smaller, and, and it, so it has these intimate spaces. But he says, in, but when you're in Disneyland, you you get that feeling that something really started here, that this was the beginning of something great. And that feeling still exists. And everything that has happened since then in all the Disney parks around the world has emanated from Disneyland. And That's so cool. To hear that live, Michael, what an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And and I thought, okay, that is um that that I, I thought that's that that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. You know? And anyway did, did you get a chance to tell them thanks, Shanghai? <laughs> they they talked a little about that. They've they've <laughs> laughed about that. Tony Baxter laughed about that. Tony ba- out of everybody Tony Baxter seemed to be the kind of guy you just want to hang out with, you know, and yeah. have a beer with. You he know? is so much fun to hang out with. Let me just say that. he He's a blast. So, so with, like, you get together with Tony Batten and, I mean, Tony, Tony Baxter and Andrew, Andrew Stanton. Yes. Stan, and, no, and just... I, got to, I got to hang out with him and Charles Phoenix at... Um, at Knott's Berry Farm for a few hours. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was just a handful of us wander around Chit-chatting, shooting... What? Shooting the breeze. Oh, I thought it was clay pigeons. (laughs) Yes, that might have been it, too. (laughs) And and just, you know, hearing him chat about... Just chat about stuff. I mean, he was talking about... What was it? He was talking about the Knott's Berry Bearers. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. some of the conceptual stuff behind the Knott's Berry Bearers and some ideas that never made it to the table or made it past the table. Yeah. And and such in places where we were standing about other things, you know, looking at other things. And and just, he's just such a nice guy. I've, I've, no, I've had several opportunities to just hang out with him. 
um, and a couple other people, mutual friends. And yeah, he just seemed the most relaxed. And uh, although yeah. Marty Scalar has a great sense of humor, uh, uh, interesting, you know, because we we talked about Tom Staggs, you know, stepping down, and when, when they when they talked about Hong Kong, because you know Marty Scalar's in a position where he can say whatever he wants. Right. You know, Jack Lindquist. That was that was you know remember I said about him. He knows where the body's buried, and he does he he'll tell you where. And um, like w- when uh, Marty said, oh, yeah, Jay Rasulo. Yeah, we, we say how he's the one that didn't give us enough money to build that park. <laughs> you know, oh, wow. Disneyland. And, I, and I was stunned. <laughs> and so anyway, but um, but, you know, like like I'm um, Frank Stanton now, um, you know, oh, I know I mispronounced his last name, but like um, um, Frank Stanek. He's, he does private consulting, even though he's retired. And so somebody asked, well, are you, uh, you know, are there any ideas, concepts that, that you wish had been built? And Marty said, we're going to tell you. We, if we tell you, Frank here is just going to go out and sell the ideas and have <laughs> them built. But one of, but th- this is the, the end of an era. You know how Marty has been to the opening of every single park? Because he was not involved in any way with Shanghai, he is not going to go to Shanghai Disneyland. Really? At least that's what he says now. Yeah, I was going to say they they may change that. He he might change it the last minute and sneak in. Yeah, yeah, or maybe <laughs> they'll they'll insist. Yeah, that they want him there as a guest of honor or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Very yeah, cool. so the, it was great. It was just a, a a wonderful presentation. So I wanted to to share a little of that. Well, that's high praise because you've been through so many of them, Mm -hmm. and especially since you're so close to the Walt Disney Family Museum. So, and we've heard Marty Sklar a few times. So, for you to say that this is the best that you've heard, one of the best, excuse me, (laughs) Um, one of the best, (laughs) best so far this year. But but Marty Sklar always puts together a great presentation, especially for the museum because he just loves the museum. He loves. the Millers, you know, I mean, Diane, he adored. And Ron Miller was there. And, uh, you know, so it was nice to see him. But um, Was he there with his daughters or was it just him? Um, he Well, his daughters have passed away. Uh, but um, his grandchildren. Ron Miller? Ron Miller. Yeah, his daughters. That's what I'm talking about. Well, his daughters would be Diane and Sharon. No, his daughters would be Joanne and Ron Those Miller's are, daughters. So, um. Oh, 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 yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, gosh, I'm really out of it tonight. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I didn't see them. So, but usually Joanne, Joanna is there, but um, I didn't see her. All right, very cool. Um, want to say hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen live, head over to Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific. Listen and chat live with other Disneyland listeners. Um, remind you about the Does Unplugged uh, family of podcasts. Monday is the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast. You can find that at DoesUnplugged.com or YouTube.com slash Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific is the Orlando edition of the Does Unplugged. Um, and every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific is the Universal edition of the Does Unplugged. And Every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, you can check out The Daily Fix. Um, again, all, links to all of that you'll find at 
disunplug.com. And it's still April, so we still have another Connecting with Walt or two? We do. This week in Connecting with Walt, we are going to talk about, uh, you know, um, Walt is gone, as uh, as um, Royce told people. And um, they are now, um, Roy has to now carry on Walt's projects, you know, without Walt being there. And, you know, we're going to talk about, um, you know, some of the changes that resulted from, you know, Walt not being in charge. Okay. Um, speaking of our friends in Mixler, they keep giving us a hard time about talking about food. And so I have two food-related housekeepings. Uh, first one, this comes from uh, Knott's Network on Twitter. Looks like Mrs. Knott's restaurant is almost ready to open. So Yay. Monday or Tuesday, they're saying uh, the, the restaurant will reopen, which is kind of cool. Wait, this Monday or Tuesday? Like this week or yeah, next yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, no, like this week. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, I'm gonna like, be in. Yeah. I'm gonna be in town. I might have to. Yeah, I might have to. Well, I, I think we owe it to our listeners, Tony, <laughs> yes, to do, go yeah. check it out. Well, we'll see. I've been eating well, so I'm, I go for the one cheat a week. So if I'm gonna cheat, I might as well cheat hardcore. Well, our, our friend Kathy Whirling from the Orlando show is gonna be in town the <gasps> following week. <gasps> really? Oh shoot! I probably wasn't supposed to say that. Um, <laughs> so if you see her in the parks, no. but she's talking about going to Mrs. Knott's Chicken Dinner Restaurant while she's there, so maybe. She'll, she'll tell us how it is, or we'll sneak up and, and drink her table. Um, I is she here to visit friends, or is she working? No, she's, uh, her, she's on vacation. Okay. Yay! Um, uh, the other thing is, I saved this one for, from last week, uh, just for Tony. Okay. Um, as part of the, the research we were doing when, when Pete and the team were here, we went to Riverball Terrace. And there were a couple of changes that Tony should know about. Okay. Uh, one. One is... Were these all my complaints? No. Oh. Um, one is the added value... One of the added values is gone, or we didn't get, and that's the biscuit. Uh. So the biscuit and the, the biscuit and the honey butter was, was not served to us. And I, I didn't see it on any of the other tables. The others, they're still trying to be creative with that dang bread for the, for the pimento dip. And okay. It's still... It's still not working. I don't think it was, it was not the tiger tails. It was some other kind of roll, mm-hmm. but it was still not toasted well. Well, they obviously listened to us a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're, so they're trying something, but it just still didn't didn't work. And the other thing we had talked about wanting to try the salads, and I tried the wedge salad, um, and I specifically asked the the gentleman. Um, you know, what he, what, what protein he recommended on it. He's like, go oh, brisket, brisket. You gotta get the brisket. I'm like, well, is it served hot on top of the, you know, or warm on top of the salad? He's like, yes. So he serves it to me and I look at it. I'm like, yeah, no, that brisket's not warm. Um, it was like straight out of the fridge, which I don't enjoy that kind of meat straight out of the fridge, Agreed. especially brisket with all the fat yeah, stuff in it just does not look appealing when it's, cold and congealed so i didn't and i also didn't enjoy the dressing it was kind of a little soury or something like that so i didn't enjoy enjoy the salad so i will go back and get the ribs or the brisket sandwich or something like that um who else has housekeeping anyone else mary joe no no i I do i have a quick one oh you lied to us in the email okay go ahead i but i (laughs) changed it and the, us, us gals have that prerogative. Okay, you know. cool. Yes. Um, 
not exactly Disneyland related. In fact, it's not Disneyland related at all. Okay. But on uh, Earth Day, which is Friday, the 22nd of April, mm-hmm. I'm going to be over at San Diego Safari Park. And Kelly and I are going to be checking the whole thing out from morning to open to close. And I'll be periscoping. So if anybody wants to see what it's like over there, uh, we're going to go over there. I hear that they have um, cheetah cubs and all kinds of cool things over there. So Nice. And link to Major's Periscope is on our uh, show notes page at www.disunplugged.com. All right. Any other housekeeping? No? Okay. Let's go over to Tony with the news. <laughs> Should we start with the the feel-good story or the other story? Well, we also have some March Madness information. Uh, we'll do that after news. Oh, just asking? Okay. No worries. So then we're going to start with the we'll, – we'll end it with a, the happy one. Okay, cool. So House of Blues is closing – on May 31st, officially, Live Nation Entertainment will close its House of Blues Anaheim venue in downtown Disney on May 31st, leaving approximately 300 employees without jobs, tempor- at least temporarily. The closure and job cuts were filed with the California Employment Department in a Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification, or WARN, W-A-R-N, notice. I, I, I've decided I'm done with acronyms, by the way, just to let yes. you know. Um, Why did that have to be an acronym? Yeah, like they they need, and they uh, will make it a negative word, and anyways. A House of Blues spokesperson said the company will keep all current employees and add about 100 new positions when its new venue opens later this summer at Garden Walk. Garden Walk. The, so we're not going to pay you for a month or so, but hang around and come back. Yeah, so um, there it's, and then of course the article goes on to say that it's reviving itself with the addition of House of Blues, a Latin dance club. Brazilian-themed steakhouse and luxury hotels. House of Blues will take up the 40,000 square feet previously occupied by Ultralux Cinemas. The new venue will include a concert hall, patio, and bar. The new location is much larger than the venue's current 23,000 square foot location. So, do we know who's going in House of Blues? Not, I haven't heard anything yet. No, I haven't heard a word. Let's speculate. We've heard, we've, we've, we've heard rumors. What are the rumors? Ooh, what what are rumors? The rumors? Uh, Muramoto? Oh, What's that? that's right. I did. Japanese. Ooh. Oh, we need a Japanese restaurant. Sushi. That would be so nice. Asian restaurant. Also heard that maybe they were going to try to expand that area or that dead end. So. Oh, we'll yeah. Well, they could certainly do something with that dead end. I mean, really. Yeah. yeah. Huh. The so, only we'll thing see. it's ever been good for is queuing for House of Blues. Right. Yep. Yeah. And that's a huge space. I look, was looking at it the other day. It's, it's, they could put at least building. three or four more storefronts in there yeah. if, they, if no. they built that up in the back corner. Yeah. Okay. And in our final story, a young girl with autism who lost her Mickey Mouse pin lanyard at Disneyland had it returned with the help of a good Samaritan and social media. Emily Fuller Gibby posted a photo of the lanyard to her Facebook and Instagram pages on March 26th. In her post, Gibby said she worked a pin release at Disneyland when she found the red lanyard with four pins and a note that read, Hello, I am autistic and I don't talk much, but I would like to trade for Mickey pins. Gibby helped to fill the lanyard with Mickey Mouse pins and called on social media to spread the word to find the lanyard's owner. Her Facebook post was shared by more than 12,000 people. Gibby happily announced that Susie, the lanyard's owner, was located and had her pins and other goodies from Disneyland sent to her home. I'm so happy to see so many people care about someone they have never met. The world is still full of great people, Gibby wrote on Facebook. 
It's just a nice, happy yeah. story. I think that's a nice one. I saw, I, I don't know if it was the original cast member, seemed to be, at least they were sharing her post. It was all over Facebook. Yeah, and she yeah. she was pleading with people to please spread the word so they could get this. And then you saw how she filled the lanyard with pins, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. She said there was originally like four pins and now there's like yeah. a dozen. Yeah, she took a, she took a picture of before and after yeah. and just showed all the pins. And they added and well so. the little the little um, medallions on the bottom and yeah. Yeah, I thought that was super, just very cool. I mean, she must feel so good to be able to do that. Because yeah. you know how lost and found works, right? <laughs> hey, it's worked for me. Has it? So okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, because your wallet has your name on it, but yeah. did it work for Corey? I don't. Not that I know of. I know <laughs> did that Corey lose something. Sunglasses. Oh, I lost sunglasses. Oh. Didn't get them back either. Sunglasses are yeah, no. Sunglasses are you have to write those off. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I've lost my bag twice over there. Well, my bag once, my wallet once, and my umbrella, and I got them all back. So you got your umbrella back? Wow. Yep. Nice. Yep. And even though I've lost a couple of pairs of sunglasses, I've actually taken three from just sitting out there. <laughs> so I'm still plus one. So it's okay. <laughs> No, I've, I've, that's a joke. I've not taken sunglasses <laughs> from people at Disney. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so glad I was As far as you know. When you said yeah. that. No, I didn't. <laughs> All right. Dude, that's, that's, those, those are those pink ones that you was wearing yes. that way. Yeah. Kind of ill-fitted. All right. That's the news time for sports. It's March Madness. So we're oh, April Madness. It's We're almost done. We got one more week. Yes. Uh, so semifinals. Tony. Well, again... Because this is really all about the person who decided to rank everything. Three mm-hmm. number one seeds made it to the final four. And in our big matchup between World of Disney and Emporium, both number one seeds. This, this, what, what, okay, well, before we give the results, what what did you all vote for? Or th- who do you think would win the what contest? The, can you, World of Disney versus Emporium. Oh, I, vote, I voted for World of Disney. Now see, I would have, I didn't vote, but I would have voted for Emporium. Just because it's in Disneyland. But obviously nobody else agreed. 64% <laughs> agreed with everybody else and voted World of Disney. So World of Disney is going to the final 64% to 36%. And... Yay! Star Trader versus... Off the page. Ooh, you know yes. what I voted for. Now, what's interesting is how many of the specialty stores that had... Um, you know, like this is a number one seed versus a number, number five, five seed, seed, right? And yeah. yeah, and how a lot of the specialty stores didn't make it far. This one obviously did. So seventy-one percent to twenty-nine percent, they had an easier matchup. But still, off the page, seventy-one percent to Star Trader, twenty-nine percent. So now we've got World of Disney versus off the page. That's going to be wow. An interesting. Nothing wow. in nothing in Disneyland Park. No. California Adventure should be proud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're up against the big downtown Disney store. I know. So is it, yeah. is it, um, I, I, this one is, I would almost say, is it quality versus quantity? No, I'd say it would be, um, specialty versus variety. <laughs> so that That's would be the one. same as quality. I'm going to say it's still no. quality versus quantity. No, because you've got, Almost anything. I'm not saying that World of Disney has bad quality. They just have quantity where the quality, the the same word, specific, you know, specialty stuff is uh, off the page. 
I would say maybe World of Disney has a variety. Yes. yes. That's what Nancy said. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, well, and you were talking about the little stores. You know, off the page was in the finals, but also um, World Wonderground Gallery did fairly well. Yeah, true. Which was, was one that um, wasn't one of the big big stores like yeah. and, Emporium. And World you know what? I know we've kind of talked about this before, but I know back a while ago... When Disney was go was everything had Disney parks on it and it was the same merchandise that's yeah. only in certain places. I do like that they're starting to they finally kind of saw the error of their ways there, and you're starting to see, you know, more specific things. Or at least I'm starting to see because I'm never there. So maybe you're like Tony's been going on for the last two years, but I'm appreciating that I'm seeing unique, more unique um, items. Except okay, Tom. Okay, okay. Oh yeah. The darn G Goofy hat that they're still selling. <laughs> Wrong. We need to. We that's so I bought. You need to okay, start a hashtag yeah, campaign. Yeah, exactly. For that, so right? I have the, the flop. I like my floppy baseball hats, right? And so there's a Goofy one. It's just a red with a white. It looks like you know old like fifties baseball with a, just a G on it. And I have a small head. Yes, I know. May insert your jokes there, but I have a small physical head, and so I'm trying to. This is like a year and a half ago, right? Like. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. And I yeah. can barely fit, and it's a fitted cap, and I can barely fit it on my head. I'm like, this is not an adult. It just is adult. And I said, you know, guys, this. I, I went and I said, this isn't, there's no way. I have a less than a size seven head. There's no way that this is an adult hat. This must be a kid hat. Oh, well, you know, we'll fix it. And they, they actually took them off when I said it. But, of course, they're still around, and they're still marked adult, and they're going to take forever to sell because nobody's going to be able to fit in that hat. They're children's hats. I, I remember when uh, Michael bought. Remember when you bought that hat, Michael? Yeah. We didn't pay attention, and it, he tried to put it on his head. It didn't quite fit. No, I gave it to my granddaughter. Yeah, <laughs> the sixtieth. So Tom, back to okay. So what if what if the matchup was off the page versus Wonderground Gallery? Oh, off the page. Still? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Could we? Oh heck yeah! Off the page right. has more variety. Okay. Okay, I got a quote. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> no, it does. It's, well, I mean, compared yeah. to Wonderground, yeah. compared yeah. to Wonderground Gallery, Wonderground Gallery is extremely, you know, yeah. is much pricier. Okay. They only have Plus, note cards. They don't have books. Right. They don't. Have- Plus, you don't get you don't get Dave Avancino at Wonderground. You get him at Off the Page. You get other people. Hey, at Tom. I'm just yeah. kidding. Being the boss in air quotes. What uh, if why, oh, why, why couldn't you air quotes? Yeah. Okay. What, what, what if after after the that, that was pseudo respect? What if after the championship you go ahead and huh. pull that post that? Why not? Okay, I will. There's okay. no there's That's... no rules. Let's no, say, right, like whoever yeah. wins, but then okay. see between the two special. We'll, we'll, we'll do some dream. Ma- we'll do some dream matchups. Yeah. the following week, yeah. just to just, drag this thing yeah, out exactly as long as we possibly can. So. All right, so this poll will go up tonight, Sunday. Um, it'll be up all week and through noon on the 24th. So vote, please. All right. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Um, I will go first. Disney Cruise Line has announced their summer 2017 itineraries. New ports and new itineraries are part of the release, including new destinations in Alaska and Europe. Itineraries to itineraries to Norway, the British Isles, the Mediterranean, the Caribbean, and the Bahamas will all return as well. New ports in Alaska include Icy Strait Point and Hubbard Glacier. In Europe, cruises will sail to Amsterdam, Netherlands, and Portland, England, 
which is near Stonehenge, which is kind of cool. Uh, Disney Fantasy will set sail on longer cruises from Port Canaveral, including 10 and 11 night sailings to the Southern Caribbean. And many of the Disney Dream sailings out of Port Canaveral will feature uh, what they call a double dips, where they t- stop two times at Castaway Key. So, we booked ours. Did anybody else book any cruises this week? No? No? no. no. Oh, man. I still right. have one in the, in the You said you have one in the hold. Yeah, I, I think, I don't, we, it's been so long since we've cruised on Disney that even if we had had one, it would have expired. So, uh, we're doing the Nine Night Alaska. Um, nine Nights? The Nine Night, yeah. Nice. That sounds nice. Uh, what port does it go out of? Vancouver. Oh, okay. Um, and where are you going to? You, it goes to the norm, the normal three that they've been going, Juno, Ketchikan, and Skagway, but also goes to a port called Icy Point, Icy Street Point, which is, uh, further up. Well, actually, it's not further up. It's not, it's not further than Skagway, but it has a, it's more on the coast on the outside of the passage, and it has the, supposedly the world's longest zip, zip line or zip rider or something like that. Mm-hmm. This has a huge zip line. Uh, we were watching videos of it. it. There's like six, six lines across so they can run six people at a time oh down my this gosh. huge zip line. Oh, yeah. You and you and Christine West can all race each other yeah, to see if you can get yeah, to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you want to cruise with us, we are going July twenty. And why wouldn't you? Um, we're going July twenty fourth. This is the only the only time they're doing the nine night. So July twenty fourth, twenty seventeen. And it goes uh, to Hubbard Glacier, right? Goes to Hubbard Glacier, yeah. yeah. And that, but that one's like a, just a a cruising day where you yeah cruise near the Hubbard Glacier. Um, let me ask you, Tom, because yeah. you've been to Alaska mm-hmm. at least one or two times. Oh, three, yeah. And you've, yeah, <laughs> and the Caribbean, which do you prefer? I don't, I don't do the beach scene, so I like the Alaska because it's, the scenery is cool. It's a different, right. it's, it's a little, you, you think Caribbean laid back, but it's, it's even more laid back going to Alaska. Plus the ports are, ports are. Not as not quite as touristy. I mean, they're still touristy, but not not as touristy as as the as the Caribbean and the Bahamian ports. Um, we're also thinking because this is like in celebration of my fiftieth birthday next year, which is in June. Oh, which is in June. Send presents. Um, we're thinking of adding the cruise before or after. So after after you're th- celebrating in style, we sir. Were, well, we were talking about doing a back to back anyway, but then this nine night. But we were, we were talking about doing the Eastern Western Caribbean, but then this nine night came up and we couldn't resist. Um, but I was gonna say okay, so the the there's the nine night after it is a five night, so then it would that would take us to like fourteen nights, which is okay. But the the one before it is a seven night. And for some reason, it also goes to Icy Point Strait. Icy Strait Point, whatever it is. So we're, we're, if we can swing it, we're going to do the seven night and then the nine night. Oh, wow. wow. That sounds wonderful. And I can still work though, because it's, most of it's in the U.S. and I can still have Wi-Fi and still have cell service. Uh, so we'll we'll see about that. We'll see how that how that comes out. But we're we are on the nine night um on the nine night uh 
Alaskan itinerary, which, and it's kind of cool because there's, there's a group of Disney Cruise Line fans that try to go on all of the new itineraries or the special things. And so I'm already seeing names that I've saw, saw before that have cruised with us before. Oh, um, fun. When we did our, like our second cruise was on the 10th anniversary of the Disney Magic. Unbeknownst to us, we didn't book it with that intention. But it was a big group of Dizzers on there because it was the Magic's 10th anniversary cruise. And so I'm seeing some of the same names that are on this cruise because it's a special cruise. So it's going to be kind of fun. Lots of, lots of great people. I'm, I'm looking at the Icy Straight Point site. Are you sure you'd want to go on that zip line when they have very nice bird watching tours? <laughs> well, maybe if we do the back to, if we do the back to back, then I could do the, the bird watching on the other one. <laughs> All right, uh, Major. Well, as you know, on May 8th is Mother's Day, and there's going to be some different dining opportunities with your mom or for you moms to have with your families at the Disneyland Resort. Um, over at the Blue Bayou Restaurant and the Carnation Cafe, they're adding a special dish just for Mom's Day. Carnation Cafe is adding the teriyaki honey grilled salmon with spinach or so, and at the Blue Bayou Restaurant, they're um, adding in the seafood pot pie with lobster, mahi, snow crab claws, English peas, carrots, and potatoes. That actually sounds pretty good. It's almost worth um, going to Blue Bayou for. I know, no, right? No, don't do it's it. It's kind of iffy. Huh? <laughs> I think for Mom's Day, they'll do something special, though. Um, at Goofy's Kitchen, if you'd like to start your breakfast day there at the Disneyland Hotel... They, of course, have their made-to-order omelet station. They have Eggs Benedict and other items. Or if you want dinner, they have roasted chicken, salmon, pork loin, and roast turkey with all the, you know, their sides and sweets that they have there. Another buffet option that I think all all of us on our team, I believe, really like is at the PCH Grill, the beach bonfire buffet. Um, you can have the... Surfs up in the morning with, um, of course, the Disney characters, etc. Or you can have the buffet. And they'll be having the shrimp alfredo, little neck clams, carving station with roast ribs, steamed mussels, mini taco station, mac and cheese bar, build your own salad, and lots of seasonal desserts. I think all of us like that buffet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you want to be a little bit... Um, go a little bit more high-end. You can make reservations for dinner at Steakhouse 55, where they have a three-core prefix meal at, I think it's called pre- prefix. Anyway, um, it starts at $55, and it has lemon fettuccine with pan-seared scallop, filet mignon with lobster whipped potatoes and spring vegetables, and they have for dessert chocolate-covered red velvet cake. Um, you can also, I know, doesn't that sound delicious? I, I probably said that too quickly. I should have just said that one really mm-hmm. slow. I No, there's people... No, for Bud, you have to say guacamole. He's been asking for it in the he, chat room. But now with dessert, I won't sing it, though, <laughs> this time. But um, if you go to Tortilla Joe's in downtown Disney, you can have side table ordered guacamole, mm-hmm. which is really good. Which, which some mothers like. Which, so, yeah. Yes. I, I would go there just for that, to tell you the mm-hmm. truth. But, um... Speaking of downtown Disney, they do have a Mother's Day brunch at Catal Restaurant. Um, they have brunch from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And they have a three-course meal with an option for a $7 bottomless 
mimosas. Mom mosas. Yeah. The pricing is forty dollars for adults and twelve ninety five for kids under ten. And of course you get AP discount. And we all like Catalc Nancy and I had breakfast over there mm-hmm. and their quality of their food is top notch. And they also have was that did, like did a, was that a cash wings? register? <laughs> It sounded like a cash register. Like, it's not that expensive, guys. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm absolutely yeah. speechless. That actually came from my iPad. Apparently, my children loaded a game on that just sent me a <laughs> notification. <laughs> but okay, but boy, that's... was that a well-timed cash <laughs> register? I guess so. Well, moms deserve a little bit of you know, kaching love. No, it's because um, moms end up paying the bill. Oh, that's true, right? <laughs> um. That, that reminded me when I took my kids out for, we went to a movie and lunch for Mother's Day. And of course I paid because my kids were younger. And my son waved his hand expansively across the menu and told me, Mom, get whatever you'd like. Today is your day. <laughs> nice. He had no idea. It was the cutest thing. And I was like, well, thank you, son, for being so thoughtful. He was so proud that he told me that. And That's I paid the cute. bill. Yeah, it was really cute. That's so um, cute. Jazz Kitchen. They have their Sunday brunch fest that they have from 10.30 to 2.30 p.m. with a lot of yummy stuff there, too. And if any of you saw um, any of the... Oh, you won't. I don't think. Not yet. But I'll just tell you now, Pete loved the Jazz Kitchen when we were there. He said he had yes. some of the best chicken, I think. Right fried chicken he, he had right. ever tasted. He, he said it was the best <laughs> chicken he's ever had. Yeah. So that's another option that you have there. If you don't want to wait till May 8th and, and, um, if they still have reservations available, you can join Nancy and me at the special Mother's Day, uh, pre-Mother's Day tea that we're going to at the Disneyland Hotel on April 30th. Right, Nancy? Right. Do they sell spots open, Mary Jo? I don't know. People will have to, to look it up and see. <laughs> well, if I thought you were inviting them to sit at your table. <laughs> That's... Well, well, we'll wave to you. There's there's a nice group of us that are going. It's so cool. Nancy, her daughters are going. That's... I'm going with my daughter. Is it Dapper Day too? Uh, April 30th. Yeah, yeah it is. Cool. So For Dapper people, Day weekend at least. I, Nancy, I'll tell you now. Leslie's oh, going to out hat you. Her goal okay, is to out hat you. So it's on. Good for her. Yeah. So um, there's a anyway. There's a group of us going, and I believe they might still have some seats. And I. It's from, I think it starts at noon at the Disneyland Hotel someplace. So. <laughs> the tea, is that, is that the special Mother's Day tea or just the regular tea they've been doing at Steakhouse 55? No, it's a special Mother's Day tea, and uh, I don't know that oh, it's that, at Steakhouse that, 55. That's right, it's that's the, that fundraiser, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a fundraiser. Very cool. I, yeah, so it's, it, I think it was Eventbrite or something like that, okay. but if you Google um, Disneyland, pre-Mother's Day tea. I'm sure that you'll get the site for it. And um, anyway, there's a lot of good offerings coming up to have with your moms or moms-to-be. Very cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. Oh, by, by the <laughs> way, if if you want to travel with me to Alaska, you can contact my Dreams Unlimited Travel agent, Tammy, at Dreams Unlimited Travel. There you go. Okay. Oh, I, I oh, thought commercial sleep commercial on your over. bed, on your couch. Uh, so, sh- so Tammy's your agent? Yeah. Tammy's awesome. Yeah, she is awesome. She's been taking care of me. All right, uh, let's shake things up. Tony. Okay, so I heard that the Mother's Day thing was going on, so I wanted to see if Crete Wolf Lodge had anything for Mother's Day. And lo and behold, they don't. But what I found <laughs> was there, we talked a lot about 
competing with Disneyland, but somehow they are, they've hooked up with Disneyland a little bit, because on their front page of the Great Wolf Lodge that we've discussed, there is, if you scroll down a little bit, they are promoting, there's a official Disneyland picture, and it says, and well, for I actually scrolled by and I saw Ariel's Grotto, and I went, wait, what's that picture doing here? And it says that Great Wolf Lodge, Southern California, is celebrating its grand opening and Disneyland Resort is celebrating its 60th anniversary. So they're a lot, they're combining with them to sell tickets, which I didn't, I don't think any of us really knew. So they have an offer code, which you can just click on the links if you go to the, the, um, the website. And what they're offering is discounts of their rooms and those tickets in addition to Disneyland tickets. So you're not getting a discount on the Disneyland tickets. But um, you can save 10% on three nights starting at 357 32 per night. Remember that that includes the water park passes for the whole family. Right. But what I thought was interesting is they give you two two-day, one-park-each-day adult tickets for that price. So it's okay. not like, oh, well, we'll give you three nights, but you're only getting two days... Like, it's not a full, like, a full package. You, you understand what I'm saying? Right. It's through right. December 31st, 2016. You can save up to 15% on four nights. And, again, you're still getting two, three-day, one-park-each-day adult tickets. And then you get the, the water park passes for um, five days. Um, right. And then 20% on five length nights. Of, length of stay. Yeah. yeah. And then length oh, of stay, wow. 20% on five nights. And you'll get the two Disneyland tickets. And then... um through December 31st, and then the water park passes. But what was interesting is when you click learn more and you see <laughs> whether what um, – there's a link to purchase Disneyland Resort tickets. And if you look at the URL, it says it's affiliate, but it looks like the prices are the same. But um, there is a frequently asked questions page, which, of course, I just lost. And it had um, – there was information about how many days should you um, – how many days should you plan for Disneyland? Can you buy tickets there? Right. So you can buy tickets there. Okay. That's one thing that we've learned, that I've learned. Um, so they actually say, what is a Disneyland Resort Park Hopper ticket on the page? They do have bus or shuttle transportation. It runs uh, between the two pl- the lodge and Disneyland Resort every 30 minutes, beginning 30 minutes before the park opens, 45 minutes after it closes. It's five bucks per person. And two dollars per children, which yeah, that kind of disappoints me. Uh, yeah. What's interesting, I thought you guys would get a kick of this. How many days should I plan to maximize my experience at Disneyland Resort? It says plan on spending two days at the theme parks and one or two nights at the Downtown Disney District. Now I wonder if that's there because it matches them only giving you two tickets, right? You know, like I just thought, yeah, just thought definitely. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, it asks you about what is Magic Morning admission. Um, it says, how far is it from Disneyland? Cause I think when it first opened, this information wasn't there. Do you remember? I don't remember this, Tom. No. I, maybe they're realizing they need to, to do that, but, um, you can, you can buy Disneyland tickets at the resort. So I guess they're more, either they've, they didn't advertise it at first, didn't think they needed it, not to be skeptical, but now they're realizing they need it, but. If you were considering doing it, they do have some, you can buy tickets there and they do have a shuttle and you can get a kind of a deal. 
Yeah. Um, and keep your eye out if you're going to do Great Wolf Lodge because there's almost every month there's some kind of offer well, as far as a discount. Even if you're if you even if you don't want to include the tickets, they have some. Well, they've been having like twenty percent off. Well, you know what's like amazing that. is you can if you go sixty days in advance, you can save up to fifty percent. Yeah. So yeah. if you really are, you know, if you have your your ducks in a row, you can get it. Well, unlike me, who has 5,000 uh, DVC club points, because I can never plan it early in advance, <laughs> and I keep calling call the Thursday before, hey, is California Adventure available this weekend? Like, they laugh yeah, at me. Try 11 months out. Yeah, I know. So, oh, good luck. Yeah, so, <laughs> anyways. All right. Thank you, Tony. Nancy. Okay. Well, I have a couple things that um, I never knew existed down in the whole Orange County area. Um, one, <laughs> have you ever heard of yes. movie Under the Guns at the Battleship Iowa? No. No. In San Pedro, apparently once a month, San Pedro is Los Angeles a County. On board the ship. I, that's not Orange That's County. what I was thinking. I know, but no, still, in... we've talked about it as a drive <laughs> and a little other thing to do. But. There, you know, I would. I, yeah, I know. Well, they, no, they have this on the Visit Anaheim website. Okay. Say guacamole, Mary Joan, clear this up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so under okay. the guns. What? How many times have we talked about San Pedro on this show? Yeah, okay. Being in Orange County, I can't yeah, think of one, one time. time. <laughs> okay, I got this off the Visit Anaheim website. <laughs> so there we go. So if you want to go. <laughs> Down that direction, so you're going to Long Beach, San Pedro. You're really going up that areas. direction. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I was thinking that, yeah. but I wouldn't want to make this for us. Oh, I would. <laughs> Nancy, I'm listening to you. I know you are, Mary Jo. <laughs> anyway, um, this month, it's April 22nd from 8 to 10 p.m. This is free. Keep in mind free and it they're actually showing um jurassic world and because um, nobody else the movie to is see it. Yeah. the movie is held um outdoors on the ship's fantail limited seating is available first come first serve basis guests are encouraged to dress appropriately bring light jackets blankets and outdoor chairs with them concessions will be available no coolers or outside food and beverages allowed and if there's extreme weather conditions, then it could be canceled. And they will take donations for the facility. Um, another interesting thing I didn't realize existed in Buena Park is the, the, um, is the existence of Rock and Brews. Yeah. We yeah, talked we, about we that. Oh, about yeah. That. There's a big one. Yeah. It's on the way to. It's on the way to. It's right by Knott's Berry Farm, Farm, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Right, it's right by Knott's Berry Farm. But what did you read about it? Um, I was just looking up events, um, and the for those of you who don't know what Rock and Bruise is, it's actually owned by um, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley from Kiss, and they have a very heavy rock themed, um, you know, obviously a rock and roll themed restaurant with. All kinds of memorabilia and cool stuff, and they have concerts also. So, um, I, it just, I didn't realize it was there. You know, I think maybe now it comes to mind you might have said something sometime, but it's another, 
But who listens to you anyway? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I mean, it's 15 minutes away. Yeah, it's 15 minutes Disney. away. Yeah. It's something if you're over at Knotts or if you're, you know, going back and forth from locations, you know, it certainly is another fun alternative to like, um, you know, House of Blues. House of Blues, yeah. yeah. House of Blues or even um, Hard Rock Cafes anywhere. And you know what? Um, and you would save, you would, the time that you're going to spend if you have a car... Um, just waiting on a Saturday night at Downtown Disney for a table, you can drive to you can drive to that direction and probably not have to wait nearly as long. It's also right near the uh, the old wax museum that has the Titanic exhibit mm-hmm. and body, bodies mm-hmm. the exhibition. So, yep, which is a very cool yeah. exhibition. And how far is Ferrell's from there? Is oh, it's like a mile down the blocked. road. Mile or oh, two it's further the, down. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, Ferrell's is past Knott's Berry okay. Farm. Go well past if you're going north. Well, if you're going from Knott's from the freeway, yes, from the 91 yes, freeway, right? Yes. Past is all relative. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm directionally challenged. So if I say north south, I'll probably be wrong. So. And then I had one thing that refreshed my mind, Mary Jo. Did we talk about this? <laughs> oh, last she only only Mary Jo. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Did we did we mention this You're the last nice week one. You can talk. Okay. That you and I had some of the um the wine evening appetizers at Starbucks in downtown Disney? Oh. No, I yeah. guess we didn't mention it then. No. Well, no, we didn't mention it. Last oh my gosh, weekend. it was they were so good. So have they started serving the wine or just the appetizers? The appetizers. Okay. And they told us about how they'll have separate seating on the outside patio. That's and they actually had seating marked off as reserved, mm-hmm. um, along the top the top rail there. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we had the bacon wrapped dates, and so good. okay. Question: How were they compared to Catals? Ooh, it's been a while since I've had bacon wrapped dates at Catals. I don't think I've ever tasted the bacon wrapped dates. Okay, at you're that they're like the most amazing thing. So I'm curious to see the difference, like. Hey, because if it's only if it's a third of the price, but it's you know only half, if it's half as good, then that's a deal. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I I don't that's think so that it's going to match the quality of of Catals, no. but Nancy and I tried them. Well, there were four of them, Nancy, in the little. There were four, in the, and they were small. Yeah, they were. But they like were really nice, tasty, big medjool type dates. Right, and then tell them what else we tasted. Um, we had the artichoke flatbread. Mm. That sounds good. And that was delicious. Yeah. They were walking. They were giving us samples with samples mm-hmm. of that. And then we had. The, and then go ahead. No, go ahead. They had the chicken, um, basically chicken tenders. They were um, a pan- like a panko crusted chicken tender. It wasn't bad. It was it was definitely chicken tenders. Kids would eat them. But they had. They a- were on a stick though. They were they were. It was like like a I, I like the panko crisp. Panko crusted, um, flat piece of chicken. It was really tasty. I thought they were expensive for what we got. Yeah. Now they have other stuff. They have a spinach artichoke dip. They have truffled popcorn. Um, a macaroni and cheese with truffle oil, I think. Um, yes. And then there were few more items. Could you eat dinner there, there or no? 
<laughs> no, but they have them all displayed in the case. They have them all displayed in the case now, and they're starting to serve those on request. You know, you, all you have to do is ask for them. They throw them in the microwave it, and serve them up, or what? Um, no, it took yeah, forever to get them. Oh, it took it forever. Took a long I, time. I, it, I mean, the dates were like right up, but the chicken was not. Yeah, it took it took forever for the chicken. I, I we were going to ask him, can we? have the dates before they get cold while we're waiting for the chicken. So, and then they have um, little signs um, that tell you that don't take any of the the wine off of the patio. Yeah. Nancy noticed that. Mm-hmm. Seeing no alcoholic nice. beverage behind past yeah, this point. Yeah, the, the, what did you call it? The flatbread. That was really, really good. So I, I think that's going to be popular for people who want to get a snack and don't mind waiting. And actually, it, I mean, it took and as long after to they, get your stuff as it does when you get a, like a four-person order of drinks. Yeah. So. That's not and it, bad. And it could be that, you know, by the time you drink wine, you don't care how much yeah. it costs and you're going to be ordering more, you know. But as a. But then you got to wait in line again, right? I don't know. I, I would think that you'd get the wine with the food and maybe get some more. I think the issue would be having to go back and stand in line again to order. That's what I'm saying. You'd have to you'd have to stand in line to reorder. Yeah. yeah. The, I, I think they would lose money on that unless they had somebody going to the tables and asking if they wanted more. Right. Yeah. It should be hard. All right. Thank you, Nancy. Michael. Well, I have a couple of rapid fires. One is something, you know, D23 Expo that we talked about a few weeks ago or whenever is <laughs> next year. But as you know, in between D23 Expos, they always have Destination D. And they're having it again coming up. Uh, the interesting thing is last time they had Destination D, it was in Orlando. And once again, that's what they're doing. So it looks like they've fallen into that pattern. The the expo's in Anaheim, but Destination D is in Orlando. Um, Destination D is a much smaller event than the um, D23 Expo. It is uh, focused. It usually has a, a, a couple of topics or a couple of themes that it's completely focused on. It's smaller. It is nowhere near as chaotic because you are guaranteed a seat. And, and, you know, in, you may not, you know, it, it's, you know, cause it usually takes place in one hall, one room, um, the whole thing. So this, um, what it's called, this is happening on November 19th and 20th at Walt Disney World at the Contemporary Hotel. And it's called Destination D Amazing Adventures celebrates the excitement of Disney's past, present, and future from true life adventures to Pandora, the world of Avatar. So what they're going to be talking about is, uh, they're, anyway, they're going to be talking about, uh, the tradition of Walt's true life adventures coming to the big screen, the pivotal role it had in Disney entertainment from the jungle cruise and pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean to the um, new planet of Pandora. That's going to be opening up at Disney's animal kingdom. So the presenters and panelists are going to be Disney legends, Marty Scalar. Hey, get to meet him again. Um, Tony <laughs> Baxter, Walt Disney Imagineers, Joe Rohde, Chris Merritt, Jason Grant, and, 
Wyatt Winter. Um, producer Don Hahn, we know him from The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. And mm-hmm. Walt Disney Archives director Becky Klein. And then they say, plus more to be announced. Uh, as always, there's going to be, of course, Mickey's of Glendale's for all of you who want to buy uh, some items from Imagineering. And they'll have some exclusive uh, items there for this event. Some of the highlights they're going to talk about. New Walt Disney World adventures from soaring around the world to rivers of light. You'll get an insider's glimpse into the latest experiences across Walt Disney World Resort. And the Imagineers will give you a behind-the-scenes look at some of the new and upcoming entertainment Disney Animal Kingdom is another topic, evolving a new species of theme park. So they're going to go through the origins and evolution of Disney Animal Kingdom, from early concepts to new experiences that are coming up at the park. This is my favorite theme park So this uh, in Orlando, so this sounds cool. Magic Journeys, do you remember that? Magic, Magic Journeys? Journey. Yeah, I remember wow. that. Wasn't that a trip? Anyway, um, for, it's been 45 years, 45 years of Walt Disney World adventures. So celebrate the 45th anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort with a nostalgic journey through some of the Vacation Kingdom's most unique and fondly remembered adventures. Oh, they better have magic journeys in there <laughs> now that they have that. That was just the weirdest little film. Um, then another topic they'll have is a look back at Walt Disney's True Life Adventures. So you'll join Disney historians on an expedition through this landmark series. I mean, it was really Walt Disney that, uh, you know, that started the nature documentary film. Uh, and then the art and adventures of Mark Davis. This sounds fantastic. Discover the adventurous artwork of artist, uh, animator, and Disney legend Mark Davis with Walt Disney Imagineering senior production designer Chris Merritt, who is he's writing a new book on Mark Davis. So that should be good. So anyway, and the thing is, it's they, so there's one, two, three, four, five events. Your ticket gets you into all five events. It's not like D23 Expo, where you have to make decisions which one you're going to go to, you're guaranteed mm-hmm. a seat at every single one of the events. So, like I said, this is at the Convention Center at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Tickets go on sale this week, April 21st, 2016. And what would you expect to pay for such an incredible experience? <laughs> Tickets are $190 each for D23 Gold and Gold family members. I think it's well worth it. They're also available to D23 General members for $250 per ticket. Uh, Also, wait, there's more. All guests will receive a special gift created exclusively for the event. And like I said, uh, you're guaranteed seats at all panels and presentations. For you high rollers like Mary Jo, there's a limited number of Wilderness Explorer VIP tickets, which are going to be available. And, you know, that's like a D23. You get early shopping and exclusive evening experience on November 18th. Um, reserved seating for all presentations, a gift bag, you need collectibles and all that. So anyway, you can find out more about this at... Um, the D23 website, this D23.com slash events. And this is called the D23 Destination D Amazing Adventures. The, the timing is, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know, a couple of weekends before the Diz cruise. So, you know, which can make it tough flying back and forth. But uh, from like, if you're going on a Diz cruise and you live in California, you have some tough decisions to make. But um, anyway, this, now, I think it sounds like a great event. You're talking about Don Hahn. 
with the animated features, but isn't he also the one that's been doing producing the na- nature fil- films yes, lately? Exactly. So that's he's, why he's the, that may be why they're pulling him in because they're yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you said there's five. There's five. Pres- you don't don't they normally have more than that? Have, maybe there's some that they haven't just haven't announced yet. I think I think there's some that they have not yeah, announced. Cool. So I'm, yeah, they're gonna fill your day. It's usually what yeah. a couple, couple before, a couple after lunch. Mm-hmm. Each they, day, they've even, yeah. They've even had evening experiences, yeah, yeah. Like a movie or a concert or something like that. Yeah, so. yeah. So, and they said they say on the website in the announcement that uh, there's more to be announced. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then they pull out usually a surprise or two. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, the other one. Uh, well, you know what? Star Wars is a thing. I mean, I hear what? they're even building. I hear they're even building a land. Yes, or two, but or two. Anyway, well, now you you can relive that magical experience when you first saw the original trilogy before George Lucas screwed it up with all the new <laughs> special effects. <laughs> anyway, for a very limited Hand time. Handshot first. What? Nothing. For for a very limited time, the star. Oh, okay, I caught it. I heard. Uh, the Star Wars trilogy is being released again to theaters. It's going to be presented in their 1997 re-release format, and tickets are going to go on sale on May 4th. And why do you think it's May 4th? <laughs> yeah, Star Wars Day, May Wars. the 4th. Be, be with, with you. you. Anyway, and you can get them at returnofthetrilogy.com. And also with you. And yeah, I know. I know for all the Catholics and also <laughs> yeah. the if you're curious right now where they're going to be, it's all in August. On August 6th, it's going to be playing in San Francisco, Kansas City, Missouri, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, New York, Miami, San Antonio. On August 7th, New York and Dallas, August 11th in Austin, August 13th, Philadelphia and Louisville. August 20th, Oakland, California. August 27, Boston. It's also going to be shown in Houston and Denver, but the dates have not been announced. And if this is like some of the others, like when they re-released Fantasia, there's going to be other cities. They just haven't made the arrangements with the theaters yet. So, um, so, so I think this would be a lot of fun. So, oh, and they're also going to have, uh, some special events going on at these. They're going to, have a um there's going to, each screening's going to have a, a, a curated video content before and between films there's going to be contests there's going to be props and there's going to be other special surprises so it's going to be more than just the film so uh so um go to returnofthetrilogy.com on May the 4th to get your tickets very cool all right thank you michael um, for those of you listening live, of course, stay tuned for Mom Talk with Nancy. Otherwise, that is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>